Hello and welcome to another episode of Beer Books Podcast with me, Daisy Ray. And me, April Berry. Take it away, April. Start us off with your thoughts of this week's review. Well, it was £11 I wasted. You hated it that much. I picked it up, A Natural History of Transition. And I suppose I was very, very misled by the title because I made an assumption that this was a book about people's stories about transition. There were stories of transition, but Jesus. Right, so, you know, I've often said to you, I can tell whether I like a book or not in the first sort of maybe chapter, and then I'll pick it up and I'll read it, and if I don't like it, I put it down. Yeah. I put it down after one story. Oh, dear. And I've not picked it up since. I just can't bring myself to read anything else out of this book. How do you know there aren't any hidden gems? The first story for me was just about a bloody moth. The fact that he stuck it on a shelf and put it in a bloody baking bowl and took it to work and, oh, come on, it was absolute shite. Well, there were two that I liked. Eight stories you liked too. Yeah. There were two stories, In Kind and Winter of Men, that I quite enjoyed. You liked that first story? Mind you, you are a bit weird. It's all the subtext. Yeah, I can't be bothered with that. You either like something or you don't. And we don't have to like everything, let's be honest. I don't definitely don't like this. Okay, so we're going to have a bit of a conversation about the book because I do have stuff to say. But I don't think I have ever read a book in the whole of the history of the podcast that I've put down after the first 16 pages and thought I am absolutely not reading anymore. I could name two off the top of my head that I did not like. But I won't. Yeah, but at least you persevered and read them. I couldn't even be bothered persevering and reading this. Yeah, but I feel like it's a duty. Because we're talking about it on the podcast, I feel like we need to read it to have a full opinion, even if it's not an approving opinion. Well, we've got your opinion on this podcast. That's That'll suffice. Okay. So come on then, let's hear what you've got to say. So by way of a little bit more of an introduction, (laughs) A Natural History of Transition by Callum Angus is beautifully written in places with some standout gems that made this book a pleasure to read in parts. As this is a book of short stories, I'll concentrate on two of them so this review doesn't end up being as long as the book itself and we don't want that. I'll start with In Kind as it's the first story in the book and so our first impression of what we might expect from the rest of it And then I'll move on to Winter of Men, which I found fascinating. Seriously? I'm going to talk about In Kind first. And you have read this one, so... I have read this. This is about the moth in the baking bowl, isn't it? Well, I don't think that's the essence of the story, but yes, it's about the moth in the baking bowl. (laughs) So In Kind, to me, is about families, self-esteem, abandonment issues, isolation and self-awareness. There was a lot going on in this story. The poor moth. As well as transitioning and wanting to start a family, both huge ordeals at the best of times, but trying to do those things at the same time and essentially alone. And who knows where that might lead. There are some beautiful parts in this story and some tragic parts too. Nathan, our main character, hasn't had it easy and has made some tough decisions in his isolated life. I can't even imagine what it must be like to halt your own transition 
long enough to become a parent because, and I quote, he knew the likelihood of his being approved to be a parent by the government was dim at best, given that most of the states wanted their families to parcel out mothers and fathers into different bodies. See, that right there had me stop and think a minute before I carried on reading. This story is only 14 and a bit pages long, which is hard to believe considering the punch it delivers. And I was definitely drawn in to read more opinions, please, April. So Nathan was trans... And and I thought at the beginning that that's... Oh, this is going to be quite interesting, this. So So it's somebody who is transitioning to become a man, but decides they want a family, so they halt the transition. And then they have a cocoon. Really? That bit was a bit surreal. At that point, it was like, what the hell is this? There might be a hidden meaning to this book. You know, Callum, when it was written, might have had a a, a different thought. What I wanted from this book was what it promised me, was history of transition. So, So short stories of people's fights and struggles to transition, not people who were going to give birth to moths. But not all the transitions are traditional transitions, are they? It's not all changing from a male to a female or vice versa. It's not like that at all. No, I, I, I get that. And maybe I was being a little bit naive. But when I read, but when I actually read the first story and then I looked at the, the title and natural history, natural history is all about animals and creatures and things like that. So are all the rest of the stories in this book about people giving birth to weird and wonderful things? No, absolutely not. Which brings me on nicely to the second story I wanted to touch on, which is called Winter of Men. You see, I've not read that, so what kind of opinion am I going to have on it? Well, you can just listen to mine then. (laughs) And I'm sure you'll have an opinion after that. (laughs) So The Winter of Men is the longest story in this book at 39 pages long. The first page drew me in with an evil stepmother, murder and abduction, and it just got better from there. Cinderella? Not Cinderella. No. Okay, so maybe it sounds a little bit like Cinderella. (laughs) I don't think there was an abduction in Cinderella. But there was certainly a dead dad and an evil stepmother, etc., etc. Without giving away who or what or why, I will tell you that this story is set in the 1600s and follows Lydia, our main character and an order of nuns who transition naturally into men every year when winter sets in. They then transition naturally into women every spring. Some of the characters fully embrace this process. One does not and insists on isolating herself from the rest of the world. There are others that change in winter and do not want to change in spring. They want to remain men. There is a political religious vibe to this story, but it's also very personal. What, personal to you? No, it's their personal stories as well as just the overarching a bunch of people change twice a year. So the story is set in the 1600s. 1684 is a date that was mentioned. So in 1684, if you've got a bunch of women changing into men in winter and then changing back in spring, yeah, they didn't didn't happen to live in Salem by any chance, did they? No, no, they didn't. It was very good. There was like secret ways of getting to places and it was a little known fact that these people did change and naturally transition twice a year. 
while some people were reluctant to be a part of it, Lydia, our main character, she was just so eager. It was unreal. She just wanted everything that was it was about. It was definitely a piece of her. She wanted to be there. But she was one also one of the ones that wanted to remain a man. I think in modern times, she would have just transitioned to a male. Yeah, because I don't think the surgery was available in the 17th century. Well, they didn't need it, did they? I'm sorry, Daisy. I just can't. There's nowhere in my psyche could I get on with this book. I just, I couldn't. The write-ups on the back of the book. Callum Angus is one of the younger writers I'm most excited by. With a mind full of marvels and an ear to match. Every story surprises, every sentence strikes gorgeously towards music. This is written as transition, as entrancement, as transcendence. Not for you, though. Absolutely not. I am putting this book on eBay when this podcast is, goes out on air. And I'm happy to take two bob and a conker for it from anybody. You might just get the conker. I'll give it away. No. I'll even pay the postage. I found this book in places thought-provoking. There are There is a lot of detail and nuance in there. It explores the complexities of gender identity and transition, but not in any general way that you might expect, which is what you hate. It touches on issues of family, relationships and community. One of the things that struck me most about this book was Callum's descriptions of the physical and emotional changes that accompany this process. Whether the transition is changing your physical self to match your inner authentic self, brought about by will alone or a seasonal change that can be embraced or terrifying, these stories are vivid. They are moving in places and, if I'm honest, not always terribly good. I can't say that every story in this book had me hooked. I was a bit lost with migration and moon snail. What was that about? No idea. And in some of the stories, I got the impression that more attention was given to the language used than actually telling the story. Did you get that impression with the one you read? That's most probably why I, I didn't get it. There was a, a lot of flowery language. There was no real substance in this book. You know, no matter what you say, and, and I get what you're saying. I'm never going to pick it up again. I'm never going to read any more of it. And, you know, I might be doing Callum a massive, massive disservice, but all I can do is apologise for my thoughts and apologise for my perceptions. Why would you want to apologise for them? Isn't that kind of the point of the podcast is that we've read these books and these are our honest opinions? I know, but I don't think I've ever been this brutal. Another thing on the back cover. How did we do without a natural history of transition for so long? Would you like me to tell you? No, I don't think they need you to tell them, April. I'm not sure overall that I would recommend a history of transition to anyone, even those interested in the complexities of gender identity and the lived experience of trans people. It's not really about that, I don't think. You don't think? But there are some beautiful parts in there. There are some really fine nuances. There is, I can see why somebody would think that some of the language has a musical undertone to it, but that doesn't make all of the stories good. You can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. I think overall, though, I would say 
it would give you the power to broaden your understanding of what it means to be human. I think what we'll do is we will leave the natural history of transition there. Don't forget, if you just email us, barebookspod1 at gmail.com, send me your address and I'll send you the book. I'll even pay the postage. I won't be reading it again, if I'm honest. I won't try and read the stories that I didn't get through, and I didn't get through them all. But, like I say, two of the ones that I did read were okay, and there was something in there. Mm. I think this this episode of the podcast has got you to thank for this, because if it was just reliant on me, it would be about five seconds long. Well, we have to say a massive thank you to Callum Angus for giving us such a vivid conversation. Yes. Right. So what have we got to look forward to? We can look forward to listening to lots of other people's opinions on stories because the next edition is a flash fiction and the writing prompt is teamwork. That's like wide open to all kinds of things. Yeah. Do you know, I was thinking about that earlier on today about teamwork and how you could, the different kind of teams that we know that are in the public domain that people know about that were teams that did work together yeah so you've got the brink mats bully and robbery you've got the cray twins you've got oh my god myra hindley and what was his name i forget his name now ian brady that's it ian brady yes so you've got ronnie biggs did you know there's lots and lots of people out there that are quite famous that did lots of teamwork do you know i'd be interested to know if those teams that you've just listed lasted longer than the individuals or if they got caught any quicker or if they tripped each other up. Interesting. That's interesting. It is interesting. But they're examples of teamwork. Yeah. Maybe somebody could make up a story about a team along those lines that hasn't been caught. Yeah. Get your stories in. Usual rules apply. 500 to 1,000 words, please. Lovely when they're edited and we can just enjoy reading them and email them in, as usual, to bearbookspod1 at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to my mind running amok on this story. You can rest assured it won't be pleasant, let's put it that way. Good, good. Some nice meaty stories coming in. On that cheery note, I think it's time to say goodbye to everybody. We'll see you all in a fortnight with the next Flash Fiction episode. Yeah, take care. Be good to each other. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Bear Books and Bear Books Pod 1 on social media. We'd love it if you could share the podcast with your friends. And thanks so much to everyone that's left us a review. If you're listening today and you haven't given us a review yet, please do. It helps other people discover us and their new favourite indie authors. We'll be back soon with more reviews and more flash fiction. See you next time. <laughs>